you are listening to uh biz can you believe it season two episode 22 of the forbidden love rugby podcast how are you doing bud yeah good pump good uh just adjusting back to uh welsh weather oh I yeah won't, i won't lie so um you, you know as you can see i'm back in the house i'm not <laughs> uh sat next to the pool or anything like that with palm trees in the background this week not graceness in the balcony like <laughs> <laughs> no unfortunately uh, not there we are and just the two of us tonight um if you do want to get in touch with us i'm at rjj blue and black he is at biz1984 and we are uh, at fl rugby pod on twitter biz it's been another slow week uh slow news week um the only thing i could find of any note really was um Manus van der Merwe is off to the Scarlets, but he's being called up by the box. Yeah, it's a strange one, that. Isn't he the player that uh, signed for the Ospreys? On, yeah. Yeah. On loan. Yeah, so, weird one. Yeah, it's... And I, I, I don't know what's happening with, obviously, with Edwin Swart. Mm. I don't know if he's finishing at the end of the season, but, um, but yeah, the obviously, the other big news coming out of Scarlets this week is they've had um, a bit of a shuffle in the... Uh, in the coaching department, haven't they? That's right. The defence coach is off. Yeah, defence coach. They've sacked... Uh, well, they've said they've offered him a different role, apparently, uh, within within the club. But, yeah, is it Gareth Baber? Yeah, well, somebody did quip that uh, they didn't realise the Scots had a defence coach, which... <laughs> <laughs> you'd, uh, you'd, you'd struggle to, uh, to, to gather that from the performances on the field, wouldn't you? Yeah, so but, from, what, uh, from what you can gather, he's, he's a bit of a back role player, this guy. Um, bit of a unit, but I guess is, does this not bode well for Plumtree? Maybe that he's not going to come back from injury. Or oh no, I think I think he's um I think it's the writing's on the wall, and that he's going to be uh, in Gatlin's thoughts mm. going forward. And I think we need to uh, just have some depth there because yeah. you know it's uh, when you have got players that are constantly be picking up Welsh caps, you know you you know yourself you just don't get to see them anymore. You know, so yeah. Plus, I suppose a lot of your back row players do pick up injuries. I mean, McLeod's is he injured again? Um, for the rest of the season. Yeah, Dan, always... Dan Davis picks up an injury every now and again. As we said, Plumtree's so... been out since he got you, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... I, I mean, we're not too blessed in Cardiff. I mean, we we signed Ben Donnell from Gloucester on Thursday, yeah. named him in the squad on Friday, and twenty minutes of the game on Saturday, he was injured. injured. And that was the end of that. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a sign of the game, isn't it? It's, you know, it's it's a it it is a brutal game. Some games are boring to watch, wrong, but it's still the hits and the and you know the collisions are are huge. Mm. So you know it's it, it's it's going to tell take its toll. But you know when, especially in the scars, we seem to get hit in the same position. You know what I mean? It's, it, the back row seems to be very. Thin on the ground at the moment. Yeah, and that that blindside flanker role, like I don't know if you, I don't know about you, but it just feels like you're asking for trouble from where I'm sitting. You know. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, but you know, it's it's, it's players like this. I, I'm, I'm surprised we can attract a player like that if he has, you know, if he's on this mm. on the box radar. Yeah. You know, is is he going to, you know, be available? Because obviously they play in a different time of year, don't they? I suppose internationally, so, yeah. It's it's really tricky that. Um, I know that South Africa, like the appeal for their former Super Rugby teams, was the time zone thing. But, but yeah, their their calendar now must be all over the place. They're not short on a few hookers either, are they? So this is true. This is true. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll wait and see. I think um, 
you know, like I say, the depth that we got there, you look over the past couple of seasons, we've loaned players out to the Dragons, um, mm. Atuka. Um, we brought Mark Jones out from sale. You know, he didn't yeah. kick on where people expected him to. Um, yeah, it's, you know, you've the, the budgets in, in the unions, in, in the clubs, sorry, you're going to dictate the players we're signing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Uh, well, speaking of budgets and what that means for the regions, there was another poor round of results, really, in the URC last weekend. Uh, we start, we'll go chronologically, but we'll start with um, Scarlet's oh. Munster. Do you know what? Until the hour mark, I thought Scarlet's were right in it, and then it ended 7.42. Uh, did, did, you, yeah. did you go down for it, or...? No, I didn't. I didn't. To be fair, like say, I just come back off holiday, and yeah. uh, it was. Uh, I wouldn't say I had jet lag, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't enough to get me down there. If I'm honest, yeah. Um, and and I think that's obviously a sign of the times the way it is. The performances normally I would jump at the chance, any chance to go down there. But um, yeah, it's you know the the performance is just you know it, you get the same thing from Dwayne Peel every week. It's disappointing. Disappointing, yeah, it's disappointing us for the fans' point of view. And we did put up a fight for what for 50 60 minutes. Mm. And but then you know, you look at it, you look at the break from for you know, for our try, the breakaway try, yeah, you know, it was a moment of magic, you know, it, it came from nowhere. The rest of the game, you could you could think you could question what the hell are they doing in training yeah. because there's no there's nothing there, there's, there's no shape, there's no you know defense basically and it's 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 very questionable what what's, what's happening and, and I know the the score is thin and I know the the quality of players lacking down there and don't get me wrong it's, it's going to be I, I've said all along the season I think it's going to get worse before it's better yeah it I remember texting you on the night actually that uh it felt like Scarlet's are just going to do Scarlet's things like there was a beautiful break down yeah. the left wing when you were still in touching distance and then I can't remember how it came to an end, but I feel like it was a, a stupid decision. Maybe a kick went out on the full or something during the yeah, break. Yeah, it was. And a huge momentum swing. And then all of a sudden, yeah, all that Scarlet's, let's call it magic, was undone. And Budster just remembered who they are all of a sudden and just started steamrolling. Like, like I've said from, you know, all, all season, I've said a few times on the pod that, you know, you look at look at the other, at, at the other clubs, you look at... Uh, Cardiff, you know, mm. and you look at not so much the Dragons because I think they're in the same boat as us. Mm. But you know, you look at the the noisy neighbours from over the bridge. Yeah, you know, it's this this when you're watching them, they, there's something about them. Even though they've got a young, inexperienced squad, just like mm. we have, you know, they seem to be one playing for the badge, yeah. two playing for each other, and there seems to be some continuity with them. They they they, they seem to be coached properly they seem to have a certain direction to them yeah and you know with the, with the scarlets you just don't see it I, I i just every week in week out i just don't see where you know where our next break is coming from where our next you know our, our next win like i said we got the only game that i think is possible at the moment is zebra but even there you know yeah. not, not the team that they used to be so no, you know, where out, does our out, next out win there, from? yeah, like out there as well. It's uh, it's not a given anymore. Exactly. For sure. um, you know, the only reason you know we got a chance for that one is because it's towards the end of the season. I think it has to be coaches and mood ultimately. I mean, you look at the, yeah. the team sheet and it's not it's not bad. I mean, okay, you have got some aging superstars and you have got some 
you got some ex- inexperienced youth, but that's the sort of rosters that all the teams are playing with at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, and it's, it's, it's and it's it's not the hammerings, you know. Not nobody's really winning games, but it's the nature yeah. of the losses. Yeah, um, exactly. And apparently, and, and that's the thing for me. Yeah. You know, like I said, you know, you look at Cardiff. You know, I know we'll move on to their game in a minute, but you know, they're down to fourteen men and they still put up a fight. Yeah, you know, they, you you got the Ospreys fighting till the death and snatching it right at the end. Yeah, you know, you haven't got, you don't see that at the Scarlets any at, at the moment. You don't see it at the Dragons any at the moment. And you know, the the coaches don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they're not putting the effort in. I'm not saying that, but you know, for me, they're a bit out of the depth. Yeah. And and I think that they need like I go back to what I said previously as well. When Lee Blackett came in last year, we yeah. looked at a completely different side, and, and that's the experience you need. You know, an experienced coach that knows what he's doing and knows exactly how players tick. And I just don't think Dwayne Peel is there at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so as you say, coming on to um, Cardiff then. Uh, yeah, 12-16 loss in the Arms Park to Connaught. Sold out somehow. Um, there were some freebies given out for um, uh, Origins weekend, but apparently uh, only a 1,000 freebies were given out. There were some discounted tickets given out, uh, but quite a good crowd. And as you say, I think there's like a, a sort of weird contract, unspoken contract between the fans and the club right now, which is, we might not win games, but we are going to try our guts out. And I think that's exactly what we saw, really. Um, yeah, apart apart from a couple of absolute bloody brain farts. So um, there was a point towards the end of the first half where we were 7-3 up. And we were in our 22, and there's about 10 seconds left on the clock. And Ellis Bevan box kicks it. And literally everybody oh. on the North Terrace is going, no, no, no. <laughs> um, and, he, and then, yeah, uh, Connell come back and they, they get a penalty in. At halftime is seven six, totally different game. Uh, yeah, that's exactly dis- what I said. What watching the game, is like, you know, I couldn't understand one more one more carry, and and you go in seven three halftime, and you've got that, you know, psychological advantage. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's and, and it, you can't you can't like it's it's hard to go in on players like that because you know it's he's again he's a very promising youngster, you know, and it's it's them, but then what these youngsters will you know work out and, and will learn is that them you know small mm. tiny decisions at the, that level will cost you and you know it's not like you know if you're playing for Cardiff RSC you, you might get away yeah. with that you know it's in, in, in lower divisions you're going to get away with that but at, at that level you're not going to and that's what makes a top tier player from an average uh, yeah player. I think if, if you compare, say, Ellis Bevan in that moment to, say, Thomas Williams. I think what Thomas Williams would have done, the previous rec would have been five seconds slower because he would have known how to play the ref a bit better. Yeah. And then that would have meant the yeah. rocky box kicked from could have been the rocky chucked the ball back to Tina's from and, and yeah. out it went. Um, but I do get the feeling sometimes that we're still, even if we're winning, we're playing like a team who are four points behind with two minutes to go. Like we we haven't got a strategy for when we're ahead and we just need to pin you know, it's Connaught in the arms park in the rain. We just had to pin them back. Like we just had to just keep yeah, in the back and put them under pressure. It's a strange one because, you know, you look at that game and even with fourteen men, you were probably the dominant side for a lot of that game. Yeah. It's just again when it comes to finishing, a bit of mm. composure. 
know, a bit of, you know, top two inches. And that's another thing, you know, Tinas hasn't really got it. I think, don't think, um, Aaron oh, Robson, was that his first game this season when he came on? Uh, I, th- I think he's come on for a couple of minutes once. He's been with the Rags a lot um, this season. I think he he's, made he's a, a really bad decision towards the end as well. A little kick from... I think he made a really bad decision towards the end. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that was it. It was about five minutes left, and he's he's, he's dinked it through mm. in the in that twenty two, and it's like no, just just keep playing, like just keep yeah. you know, especially in the weather conditions, just keep playing and, and rely not rely, just trust the process. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah. trust the process, and 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 like it's that composure at the end of the day. But uh, but like I say, you 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 watch the Cardiff games, and it is it's, it, the jealousy is is huge because you know you for for Connaught team to come, you know, during the Six Nations mm-hmm. and for you to sell the ground out, you know, that's why that's what you want. That's what we want every single week as, as a Welsh fan, isn't it? That's what you want to see. And, yeah. you know, hats off to them marketing-wise. Yeah, this is going to be freebies, but that's going to happen every week. It's just not going to be yeah. publicised. You know it's... what I mean? Comps are given out every single week. It, it was interesting you picked up on the TV um, coverage that um, the atmosphere wasn't great, um, especially for 12,000 people. Um, yeah. And I, I think you're right. Like the first half felt a bit nervous. The second half, I, th- I feel like it picked up again. But Connaught's coach has come out and said it's one of the best URC atmospheres he's ever experienced. Yeah. So and I, and, I, and, and you do get that down there. You do get mm-hmm. it down there. You know. It's, and it, and when you're when you're on it, when, when the Cardiff fans are on it, it, it's it's a great atmosphere down there. To be yeah. fair, and it is the sixty. It's like the sixteen fan because you the players do feel it. Yeah. And um, you know, having having that crowd is like. I'm not sure if it wasn't any mics dotted around the pitch because the weather or, yeah, or whatever, but yeah, coming across on 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 the uh, on the TV cameras, it was quite muted. To be fair, yeah. Um, did you manage to catch the Dragons game? I, I noticed that um, after a couple of minutes, did Dragons lose? Uh, <laughs> came out straight with yes. Uh, it was forty points to seven up in Glasgow. Uh, I didn't manage to see any of the game. I, I watched. I watched the first. 20 25 minutes, yeah. Um, and after three minutes, they were 40 nil down. And I thought, here we go. And it's and, and again, it was just you know, so so passive on defense. Mm. It, you know, the, the, the guys went through training moves and you know, literally straight from kickoff, 30 seconds it took for Glasgow to break them. Yes. 30 seconds, you know, and that's you know, that's it's not on. And again, it's you know, the in, in attack. They, they they done well in attack. They they, they put a good few a couple of phases together, mm. but again, you know when it gets to six seven phases, it's like they lose complete shape. You yeah. know, there's there's nothing being offered, and and again, it it just goes to crap. Like it just goes to to nothing, and they end up spilling the ball or turnover, you know, because a good jackal. It just again, it just doesn't seem to be anything, you know being taught to them you know they run out of ideas pretty quickly do you think um flanagan gets an easier ride than peel yes yeah it's, yeah, it's because, inter- because it's the dragons yeah yeah yeah, I, I, yeah it's gotta be isn't it? it's gotta be that sort of personnel issue because the results don't feel like a hugely different from when dean ryan was in charge i know that dean no. ryan used to get a hammering from the fans uh but yeah die he's, he's an affable guy like people seem to like him yeah. Um, but I do wonder if maybe similar to some of the Scarlet's coaching stuff, he's a little bit of his depth as the head honcho. Yeah, I've heard good things about him as a person. You know, mm. n- nobody I've spoken to that's come across him as you know has got a bad word to say about him. And yeah. maybe that's maybe that's an issue. 
Yeah. Because, you know, when it comes to coaching, sometimes you have got to put a rocket up people's asses. Yeah. Sometimes you've got to, you know, make them challenging conversations and, and, and call people out because it is high level elite sport at the end of the day. You know, they, they can't, they, you know, they can't be put in cotton wool. They can't be just arm around you and say, oh, come on, buddy, you next, next time. You know what I mean? It's yeah. sometimes you need, like Alex Ferguson back in the day, you need that hair dryer treatment. I, I and, think that you know. I think I'm there are. Saying, yeah, I, I mean, I think there are some players who respond to it. Um, there's obviously some players who wouldn't. Yeah, but yeah I, I think a, a great coach knows which players to do that to, and which players not to do yeah. that to, and like which players to call out publicly and which ones not to. And yeah, yeah. Like, his... Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying we need to go back to the seventies and eighties where we're yeah. shouting and screaming and shit. That's that's never going to work. It never hard yeah. did, and it never will. But you know, you can't look at Toby Booth, for example. He mm. comes across as a person that will be, you know, fair, a bit stern, a, mm. you know, will will have that, you know, will will you know, import that not composure will will have the the room looking at him like like, you know, they they will they will run through walls for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and it just seems to be a difference in that experience levels. And yeah, I just. I can see Di and, and Dwayne being very good assistant coaches. Yeah. And yeah, totally. maybe in their time be, be be head coaches. But right now, I, I think you know the, the two regions are on to a lose with, with them two in charge. I, I still I am still a bit gutted that Peel went for the head coach job at Scarlet's when he was on his way to become, I think, attack coach for Cardiff or something. I think that would have been a nice yeah. fit for him. And yeah, I, I feel like it would have been great for Cardiff. Because I, I, like, yeah, he was at Dunster previously and he was doing a great job. You know, yeah. he came, he... And, and under Don McFarlane, he was, he, they were doing great. You look at Dunster's yeah. attack that season, Yeah, you know, they were they were really good. And yeah. obviously you had better players there at the time. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah, I, I just don't think it's... The problem on the Scarlet's is it's always been jobs for the boys. Yeah, it's always you know let's let's look after yeah let's let's look after our own you know it wasn't until you know Pivac came in and even even Brad Moore when he came in you know straight straight away he got picked up by New Zealand so yeah you know it's that those are the times where we look back and think yeah we're actually making some change there we we had some decent results obviously Pivac went to Wales uh, Brad went to New Zealand but. Yeah, the dragons is difficult because the hype over them every single year yeah. gets bigger. It's a bit like and, Scotland and... in the Six Nations, isn't it? It's like this is the year. It's like yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's not, yeah, exactly. It's and, and this year, I, I generally expected them to be a lot further up the table than they were than they are, mm-hmm. and they just seem to be have regressed rather than going forward. Yeah. All right, and fi- we have to talk about it, but uh, Ospreys did beat Elster nineteen points to seventeen. We did Just say that pop out for five minutes. Yeah. A second. <laughs> <laughs> we we did say that's probably where the win comes from this weekend. And to be fair to uh, Dan Edwards, their balls are steel. I love a drop goal to win a game. Like, yeah. uh, did did you watch it all the way through? I I'll, I'll be honest. I watched, I, wa- I watched most of it. I was watching the first half um on my phone. I switched off a half time and I completely forgot to go back to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sounds like I missed an absolute bloody stormer. Oh, it's it's one of those things again, you know, Ulster, very low confidence, and you can see that. Mm. You know, there's a couple of decisions I wouldn't say went against them. Obviously, Dan McFarlane thinks so, you know, but you know, at the end of the day, you you only gotta look at the comments from the Ulster fans themselves. 
yeah. um, of the video of Dan McFarlane blaming the ref, saying, don't be stupid. You know, mm. it, it was our fault. And, and it was. Um, but again, you look at the Ospreys, they're playing for each other. You know, yeah. there's that never say die attitude. I, I hate it. It's just killing <laughs> me watching at the moment. Yeah, genuine. Like, but it's, it, it's, it's, you know, that's what you want from your team. You you want them to be playing for the badge. You want them to be playing for the full 80 minutes. Like, you know, with the Scholars, they got to 60 minutes. They let it try in and that was it. Right, game over. They just, you know, let's get to the end of the game. Yeah. You know, but you, you, the Ospreys, they, they, they play until the end of the game there. They're putting this full shift in, you know what I mean? And and that come, like I say that's that seems to be coming from Toby Booth. You know, you look at what's coming from you know Lance Bradley and sort of got the mm. information off the field. Now, I don't agree with pretty much most of what the guy says, but you know, when was the last time somebody from the Scarlets actually put something out in social media? It's tricky now, isn't it? Because I feel like Scarlets are basically the only region who I don't know a lot about the ownership. Yeah. Um, exactly. I, I know that the new guys at Cardiff, uh, under the guise of Hellfront Capital, are a bit secretive. Um, but yeah, Ospreys and Di Buttress, you know, so Lance Bradley and Di Buttress, I, I quite, on the one hand, I like them being open and out there. But I, I mentioned in the WhatsApp thread the other day, I can't help but shake this idea with Lance Bradley that he's he's made his mind up already and he's asking yeah. questions as sort of lip service rather than genuine interest sometimes. Yeah. So like thought, he's he so he said things like uh, what sort of stadium do you want to see and a bunch of people said I'd like to see it like this and he yeah. was replied with like no it can't be that it's gonna be this <laughs> you know yeah uh, so it's so, I don't know if, I I think it's just the way he comes across I think he might be genuinely interested but sometimes it comes across as he's already made his mind up on a lot of things yeah and you know I I do like the interaction and I actually I love the interaction especially like say with mm. with address. And him, um, with, with a consortium like you got in uh, Cardiff, you're always going to have you're not going to have that figurehead of you. It's cloak so and daggers, yeah. Be, yeah, just just your standard, you know, social media presence. You're not going to have that one mm. person giving info. But but yeah, with Lance, he, he he seems to come across, you know, approachable. And like mm. you say, then it's like, well, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And you know, yeah, you know. We all know and want an Anglo-Welsh league. Yeah. We all know that it's very doubtful that it's going to happen, you know, but for him to be able, for him to turn around and tell the fans, this is the league you're in, you got to put up with it. Mm. You know, this is what we've got to do. You know, we've won the last so many games. And then for 5,000 fans to turn up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? And it's, 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 it's difficult to see where they're going wrong. Yeah, I don't agree with I don't agree with the fact that they're looking at such a small stadium going forward. It's it's just it's slightly too small, isn't it? Like I I could live with eight, but six yeah. just seems really undersized for my liking. Um, but you know, maybe he's got access to data. But and I, and I know we said like we'll expand it if we need to, but I see like with six you are going to have to expand it. Whereas with eight, yeah. you, you might have landed on the right size. And if there's 6,000 people in an 8,000-seater, that's not going to look bad. Yeah. You look at you look at population-wise, look at the region that they, they're covering. Mm. You know, they, they've got probably a bigger population than, than the other clubs. Yeah. They're apparently the one true club. 
that you know they've got the best fan base. And you know, you look back in the day when they had all the superstars playing for them, they were, you know, virtually selling out. Yeah, this, this liberty as it was back then. You know, so the fans are out there. So they, they've they've just got to, um. Again, like I said, it's the product on the pitch. It's the product on the pitch. You bring that product back to success, and like they are now, and there will be more bums on seats. I think that's it, a big it's difficult it. to gauge. It's difficult to gauge a Sunday evening game in the rain. You know, it's, it's, you're never going to get a big the, crowd for that. In the international window as well. Exactly. And I, I, One thing I didn't like was he's been sort of using Cardiff selling out against Connaught as a sort of stick, really, to beat the Anglo-Welsh talk. So it's like, see, yeah. people do want to go watch um, these games. I, I don't think there is. I think it's just more a case of, like, I don't know, right now, there's, there's a weird... I don't understand why there's such a big buzz around Cardiff because yeah we've we won three games all season, we've thrown away some silly games and, um, but I don't know maybe we're carving some sort of identity out and people are buying into it which great, um, but yeah like some of the stuff he says just just and it's probably because I'm not an Ospreys fan but it just does something that just wind me up. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not just that though like he, he's not looking at the bigger picture you know you're you Cardiff is a city centre yeah it's a base side. Saturday You've afternoon. Got, Saturday, well, Saturday afternoon evening. It was, you've got yeah, well, the it's, best it's, transport, it's transport prime, links in Wales. It's prime sort of pre-drinks time, isn't it? Like yeah, people, exactly. Yeah. You've got the best transport links in Wales. Yeah. You're right next to all the pubs. You know, yeah. the city, the Liberty, whatever they call it these days, the Park of Scarlets, hmm. they're both on an industrial estate. Yeah. On a, re- on a retail park with no train station next to it. Got, you know, you... You're always going to have a better footfall. Yeah. You look at the stadiums; all the stadiums that are in the city centre. They will always have better footfall. He's he's coming from a club like Gloucester, and you know who've got a very traditional fan base, who are literally next to a train station, amazing transport links, and very passionate. Funny, funny you should mention that. Um, I was I was actually stood behind a bunch of blokes from Gloucester and Exeter, I think. In yeah. the Arms Park on the weekend, they just—I—I I, I didn't really like them because they'd come specifically to cheer against Cardiff for some reason, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was weird. Like they weren't for Cardiff; they were just anti-Cardiff, and they decided to come and give us money. Yeah. So, and, you know, yeah, yeah, so, bit of a but yeah. You—you you, you might not get that sort of I'm going there on a whim. No, thing. and that can't exactly. be a significant amount of tickets. Like, but you know that sort of shit does happen, and if you got a stadium next to a train station. It's not, but you can plan your night around it as well, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if there's a group of you, well, let's, like, let's go watch rugby and then we can go into town and have a few drinks. Yeah, or you know, I mean, Cardiff for the weekend is anything on, yeah. Yeah, you ain't doing that for, you know, for the Scarlets. You ain't doing that for the Ospreys. Yeah. You know, you, you might do it for the Dragons, cause, but it's still a 15, 20-minute walk for the town centre. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 a different landscape for, for the club. And to be fair... He probably sold a couple of thousand tickets for you by the way he was, you know, by the way he was being like. Going on about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's good to see. It's, you know, that it you do want to see a bit more of it from your clubs. But, you know, he he does need to, <laughs> does need to yeah. watch what he's saying, basically. Yeah. But there is some, there's two seriously gritty wins for Ospreys in the recent weeks. Um mm. 
And yeah, I mean, up next now, it's uh, Ospreys are going to Edinburgh. Uh, Edinburgh fifth, 30 points from 10. Ospreys are seventh, 29 points from 10. So that, that could be a, that could be an interesting game. Um, that's the weekend after Wales play Ireland. Uh, we've got Connaught hosting Scarlets. And this is mad, right? Between so between fifth and seventh, there's one point. Between tenth, Connaught and fourteenth, Scarlets, there's sixteen points. Like there's such a drop off for the bottom three in the table. Um, I don't know what you're feeling about it, man. But I feel like Connaught away is going to be tricky for Scarlets. Again, it's you know it's a tough, tough place to go. Yeah. At any time. You know what I mean? I get, you know, you look at the corner squad last week, they don't tend to lose many players. No. They tend to have a settled squad all year round. Um, again, they're coming off the back of a win against you guys. They'll take a lot, I think, from the manner of the win as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I I can't see us. Can't can't see us winning. You you have you been out to um uh Galway? You know what? I I haven't, and it's one of the trips I want to do. Yeah, but every same. time we get drawn against them out there, it's in the winter. And I'll be yeah. honest with you, I don't fancy <laughs> yeah. it in I the was, middle of winter. I was uh, stood behind a bunch of Connaught fans as well, funnily enough. And uh, I I always like the Galway crowd. I got I got to say, bit of a bit of a forbidden yeah. love because I know we give the Irish a bit of a shoe in sometimes on you. But um, I, what the twenty nineteen Grand Slam game against Ireland, I got my ticket from a bunch of lads from Galway, and there is a lot of fun. And they were like, "You gotta come to Galway. Yeah. It's, it's a good rugby town." So it's on my list. Like one day, it's uh... definitely. Uh, I, again, I would have gone this year if it wasn't so close to the holiday. But yeah, yeah, going to Galway in the middle of the winter is is not yeah. particularly. Uh, <laughs> you're not, you're not going to do your sun but, uh, cream, are you? Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, yeah. exactly. I've done Dublin and I've done Belfast. Yeah, so I, I I do need to do Limerick and uh, Galway for the full yeah. house. And then uh, Cardiff are hosting Leinster. That's uh, 12th v. 1st. Last time Cardiff played Leinster in the Arms Park, we won and I wasn't there. <laughs> like in Tampa. Anyway. It's, it's the, yeah, hi. It's the one game I've missed in like three bloody seasons. And uh, yeah, yeah. we're wedding in Dulwich. So that was the end of that. But yeah, I don't see us winning that. Um, although it's probably the best time to play Leinster. It depends, it depends what side they send over. Exactly. You know, they're... Yeah. Don't get me wrong, you know, their second side, their academy side is still yeah. you know, up there with one of the best teams in the league. Um, but like you say, you, you know, you've done it before. It's, um, you know, you never say never. Obviously, it's very yeah. <laughs> high percentage, <laughs> you know, waiting towards them. But yeah, you never know. And uh, finally, then Dragons, fifteenth uh, place. I've got to go to Elster in eighth place. Uh, yeah, that, after the Glasgow hammering, I don't see much much of a difference there, really. No, there's there's, there's nothing there. I, like I say this, you you can you can almost see like like I say it goes back to the start where you can almost see the Ospreys and and the Blues and sorry Cardiff picking up a few wins wherever they go or wherever they're playing. You know, on the, on the day, it, it, it's possible. You know, you look back at the way they played in the European Cup at times. I know that the results didn't show it, but at times you were very good. You know, if you can pick that form up and keep it going, then, you know, the, the opportunity's there. And you can see that. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised with it. Yeah. Same as the Ospreys. If they picked up the win in Edinburgh, would I be surprised? No. Could they do it? 100%. Do I think they will? No, I don't. Sure. But... 
with the Scarlet and Ospreys, uh, sorry, the Scarlet and Dragons, I just don't not see where the next win comes from. Fair enough. But all right. Well, as uh, mentioned, it is Island Week. Um, and the squad's been announced today, conveniently enough. So, uh, yeah, I don't feel honest. we'll have a quick look through that. We'll, we'll start with the back three. It's unchanged. Uh, win it at fullback, and then Adams and Dyer on the right and left wings, respectively. I think the only thing really we thought about was that Grady might come in for Adams, but I guess experience is one out there. Yeah, to be fair, I thought uh, I thought he'd stick with Adams against Ireland. I think if we were playing Italy now, it might have been a different uh, decision. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's obviously great. He's also on the bench. He's still raw, isn't he? He's yeah, still, yeah. you know, needs needs. I think he needs a real big confidence booster. I think he needs mm. to come on and do something which is gonna not not inflate his ego as such, but to give him that like confidence that yes, I belong you. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And it's tricky because... as well because I think he's he's learning wing this year a bit because he's you know he was centre all year last year. Cardiff have had some injuries. He's coming on the wing. Um, and yeah, if he's going to be replacing Adams on the right wing, you know he's going to be fielding a lot of kicks. He's going to be marking Hansen and Low in Dublin. It'd just be mean, really, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. And 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 that's, and that's the thing. He just needs that that confidence boost in my eyes. Like. He's he's taking some flack, isn't he? For you mm. know, every time he's put the Welsh jersey on, everyone's bigged him up. He's this big powerhouse. He's the next George North on the wing. He's this, that, the other, and he hasn't had his moment yet, does he? He hasn't had no. that moment. You know, here I am. I belong here. This yeah. is where where I meant to be, sort of thing. And you know, it, it's it's coming. It's going to come. Um, you know, whether that comes for Cardiff or or Wales, is. Mm. It, is you know a big question, you know, because I, I always say it, you know, you've you've players on the bench are there to see a game out. Yeah, you know, it, it, you know, how much time is he going to get on the pitch to actually make a contribution? Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you know, is is he going to be able to come on and and make a difference, especially against a team like Ireland? Yeah, and it's funny, isn't it? Like if in the likely situation we'll be chasing a win, then yeah, maybe he might score a try or something. But in the in the likely event that we're and very unlikely event, sorry, that we're holding on to a win, you don't want really to be bringing him on because like he would be the weak link, yeah. I think, in in the game management chain. Um yeah. and and, yeah. That's, and that's the thing is is yeah. having that confidence in himself because he's come on, you know, again, you watch you watch him playing for Cardiff. And he has got that confidence about him. He has got mm. that right, yeah, you know, that bit of swag. Sorry, Liam, I, I lost, lost you. you no, sorry. I, 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 I got up as far as um, he's got that bit of swagger. Uh, and, then, uh, yeah. and, then, and then I lost you. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't want to make a point again, just in case uh, he didn't. Yeah so, yeah. Just, yeah, so I just said, you know, he's, he's got a bit of swag for Cardiff and he just needs, you know, that he needs that moment. He needs that moment for Wales. You, you know, yeah. it's... It's it's going to be hard coming off the bench, especially in Ireland. You know, it's it's, it's the one of the hardest places to go. I think I read we've lost seventeen of the last eighteen games in Dublin. Mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, that... no, sorry, they've won their last eighteen games in Dublin or something like that, yeah. and we've lost. The, the last time I can remember winning, yeah, I think the last time I can remember winning out there would have been twenty twelve. 
Yeah, I think it was. Uh, so George Hall scored the winning try, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Bradley Davis and Ian Evans are proper shit. How was his that day? Uh, we, need, <laughs> we need a couple of those bastards back, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, right, in, into the centres, unchanged Nick Tompkins and George North. Um, it wasn't going to be anything else. We weren't going to no. drop uh, Joe Robertson or uh, Owen Watkins. No, definitely not. Yeah. Um, you know, it's experience. They work well together. Hopefully they can build on the partnership that we started to see in the World Cup. I suppose there were glimpses yeah. of it against Scotland. It was maybe a bit stuttering, but North was carrying well, and I think that's probably our only choice chance again over the game line of the starting fifteen. Yeah, and you know it's it, it's going to be tough. You know, <laughs> I, I know I go back to, it, but it's it's Ireland, and they've mm. been playing exceptionally well. You yeah. know, there's, there's, you don't you don't see any yeah. Weak, yeah you don't see any weak points at the moment. No. You know, to go out to Dublin. Right now is probably the worst place we could possibly go in. Yeah, you know, like like we said last week, we are in a position where we can be hopeful. Mm. You know, we 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 we've lost two games by the three point margin in total. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's not as if we're down and out, but what a place to go. Well, on that, what a place do you think all of a sudden expect is I won't say like the pressure's building, but like there's there's a bit of expectation now because we thought we were going to be absolute dog shit against Scotland and England, and it hasn't yeah. been that bad. Um, so do you think there's like a sort of slight expectation in Dublin to have, like avoid total humiliation? I think if that makes sense, it's it's one of those things. You go in there, everybody's expecting. You know, there's nobody, mm. there's not one person not expecting. Ireland to win very comfortable, mm. you know, yeah, and like it's anything less than fourteen points would probably be disappointing for Ireland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, hopefully Gatland, you know, puts that in their heads. Like, go on, mm. guys, just go and enjoy it. Just go yeah. out there, do what you need to do, and enjoy it. You know, we're still building, you know, and and we are. Yeah, you, know, you look at the back row. I'm sorry, we get to the back row in a minute, but you look at the, the side in general. They're still learning each other's plays. They're still learning each other's traits. Hmm. You know, there's, there's different pairings and, and they're, they're going to be good. They're going to come good, but probably not this week. Yeah, and it's, it's funny, isn't it? So, like, they had Rob Howley doing the press today and I, I can never really discern what a head coach is trying to, or a coach, rather, is trying to say when they're on media duties because they always talk in sort of tongues and riddles. But, like, it sounds like he was saying we aren't going to be able to play this Bosch carrying game line blitz defense game that Wales is famous for over the last sort of 10 years. And we are going to have to start moving the ball around a bit. Um, and I guess we asked, we did start to see that. Like all the success we've had so far in the Six Nations is when we've actually tried to play a little bit, I think. Yeah. But we've got the players to play an expansive game. We, you know, mm. we, we shouldn't be looking to play, you know, a blitz Bosch game. You know, we haven't got, like, I've said, yeah. Mikey, last week or the week before, we haven't got that sort of player. Now, I mean, if we had those players, that's the game I'd be playing. But yeah, we haven't. Yeah, but even then, though, even then, defences have come such a long way mm. since, you know, the inception of Warren Ball that, you know, the, the line of defence these days is so huge yeah. that that sort of game, unless you've got an absolute freak of nature, which yeah. is going to fly through three or four players... It still won't work. You've still got to be creative. You've still got to try and create something out wide or you've got to try and, you know, 
trick the defence into something else. You can't just play one-up rugby anymore. No. The defences are too strong. You know, it's, it's, it's evolved such to such a point where, you know, that game is, isn't part of the game anymore. So, yeah. you know, yeah. you look at... You look at the you know last season, season before, you've got players like Zamit on the wing and and you had Josh Adams on the wing. They had to come in looking for the ball so many times because the ball never went past 12. I think it's why you, you always saw Zamit chipping ahead because by the time he got the ball, that was basically yeah. all that was on. Exactly, the defence is in his face. Yeah. Um, I, I so, can't help but think that Wales have to take some of the credit for that sort of defensive system becoming so prominent because like, yeah. we, we won so many games like that. But yeah, yeah as you exactly. say, uh, defence has caught up finally. Uh, halfbacks then. So we're starting with Thomas Williams and Sam Costello, uh, Hardy and Lloyd on the bench. I feel like like those are the right four halfbacks, but in the wrong combinations. I think like Williams yeah. and Lloyd have been right together. And I feel like Hardy and Costello might suit each other better. Yeah. Um. It's it's difficult. You, we said before the Six Nations started that we thought that uh, you know he was going to give Costello a run, and I mm. and I think he is in pole position at the moment. He is number one, um, quite quite, you know, rightly at the moment. But it's the type of game that we're going to play. You know, what what we what are we going to revert to? What are we going to do? Are we going to throw it about? Because you know he's got that in his in in his locker. Because he's done it already for the Scarlets. He's yeah. done it for you know Leicester's Academy and stuff like that. So again, give him the freedom. Mm. Don't don't have him just sitting in the pocket, right? We're gonna kick it all day. Because again, you kick it to is is Keenan fit or you know, if you kick the low on the wings, you you're just gonna get it straight back at you and you know, with with interest like and I, I feel like as well, like Oslo's kicking game, this isn't cute enough. For that there's not there's no subtlety yeah. there. Like I feel like there are fly halves out there who could play like that against Ireland and maybe get away with it. But I yeah. don't know that I were to have the kicking game yet for that. I don't think it's even that. I don't think we got the squad for a kicking game. Yeah, yeah, you know, true. You know, we, we we you look at the kicking game that we've had in the past three, four games, even last mm-hmm. year, you know, we've never got a, a chase. We've never chase got a chase. Yeah, dog shit. Chase is rubbish. You know, and when they like get up there, waiting... they've been they're offside 10 metres. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like we're waiting for them to return the ball. It's like, you know, we're not going to bother. We'll kick it. We're not going to bother chase it. And we'll try and, you know, depend on our defence to, to stop it when it gets to us. Mm. So, you know, if you're going to have a kicking game, you need that chase. You need to pressure people. And we ha- we don't seem to have either. So let's just play. Let's, let's you know, I'm not saying let's, be reckless and play barbar style, mm. but let's let's try and play on our terms rather than yeah. picking up the mess. Um, harsh on Cordo or nah? No, I think um, I think he played himself out. You know, it's it's you know you say harsh, but at the end of the day, it's elite sport and it's at the highest level. Yeah, you know, it's and that's that's why you know I I, I keep saying about players need a run of games and they do. Don't get me wrong, but. You know, when you you know what you're going to get with Gareth Davis, and that game at the start was unacceptable. Yeah. So, you know, it's it, it's a lesson, and he's, he's coming towards his end anyway. Um, yeah. I probably would have picked the other two ahead of him anyway, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's what happens, he's fit, isn't it? All right. Uh, so, on to the front row then, but uh, yeah, as expected, really, Thomas D and Aserati to start. 
with yeah. Elias Domachowski, and I guess the big news, Dylan Lewis coming in as replacement tight end. Um, he replaces Archie Griffin, who was injured, I believe, and Leon Brown was also injured. So, I mean, hopefully that's not a bit of an omen for Dylan, and he gets through this game unscathed because we're running out of well, fucking tight ends. If he does, then we got Harry O'Connor's been uh, called up as well, hasn't he? Yep. Um, young Lucid from, uh, sorry, tight end from Scarlets. Um, yeah, again, it's as expected. You know, we we said we both agreed last week that Elias would still be on the bench. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where the big call is, isn't it? Like, you know, we got to see what's happening in the game, and if we're in it, we <laughs> you got to hope that he doesn't make the same mistake as he made last week. I do think it was actually a bit harsh on Archie Griffin to play him in Twickenham on debut, coming off the bench. Like, I feel like it should have been Dylan Lewis last week. Like. I really thought Archie Griffin was just there for development, for training, uh, to see where he was. Because they, they brought Dylan in before they named the squad. Like, um, yeah. But yeah. To, to be fair, you know, to, to be fair, if, if you're... The way I see it, I, I, I don't agree with squad players for development. If you're good enough, you know, and yeah, if you yeah. get the squad, you should be able to slot in. And I can see the reasoning behind it. He plays in the English Premiership. Mm-hmm. He's played against a lot of them players, and I would have thought he would hold his own. You know, it's, yeah. I, I obviously picked up an injury, so did that happen straight away? You know, it's 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 a case of, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough place to go. But you know, it could have been on the flip side. He could have come on, and had an absolute stormer. You yeah. just it's it's just the roll of the dice, isn't it? Yeah, and like um, with sorry, go on, mate. Yeah, with Dylan Lewis coming back in this week, you know. Again, I've never been his biggest fan, you know, mm. but from what Adam Jones has said at, at Quinn's, you know, he has improved a lot since being there this year. So, you know, hopefully he can come on and, and do all right. Yeah, Gatland always seems to like him as well. I remember he went for a long period of just picking him game after game after game. So he sees something. I mean, he's, he's up to 50-odd caps now, which I took as a surprise. Yeah. Uh, right, locks then, unchanged Dav Jenkins still as captain, Adam Beard uh, alongside him, and then Will Rowland's on the bench. I mean, it was going to be those three in some combination. Um, it's a sh- I guess on the one hand, it's a shame we did- don't see more of Teddy Williams, uh, and also a shame he wasn't released on the weekend, because I think he'd have been good to have. <laughs> um, I don't... Yeah. I, I, I just don't get the selection. I, I, I know I, I, I bang the drum about, about Beard, but... You put Beard alongside Will Rowland and Teddy Williams. Mm. He is coming third out of them three every single time. Do you for, know what I mean? For me, yeah. Um, it's, 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 I guess the only thing that makes me pause is that I read so many things from like coaches who say so many good things about Beard that I feel like I must be wrong somehow. <laughs> like it makes me doubt what I see it. <laughs> You can be an absolute warrior in training. You can yeah. scream and shout and do things. But at the end of the day, his performance levels during that 80 minutes on the pitch, mm. for me, are nowhere near good enough to warrant selection. Do you think we've you know, uh, painted ourselves into a corner a bit as well, naming Dav Jenkins captain? Because he hasn't been phenomenal, is he? Like He's not stood out in the squad so far. I don't think he's been phenomenal, but but you know you you do see glimpses of what he's got to offer. <clears throat> you see a lot more from him than you do from from Beard. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's, again, are we expecting too much? Are we yeah, expecting, possibly. you know, a, a Sam Warburton straight straight off the bat? Are we expecting Arlington Jones straight off the bat? You know what I mean? Or, you know, is it something that, you know, he's going to be given time to grow into, you know, grow into the captaincy? He's, you know, we've got to, He's young. He's got to gain the respect of, of the senior players. Yeah, you know he's got to gain respect of the referees. It's 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 one of those things. Like it's a you know yes he's been chucked in the deep end and he's he's got to learn quickly, but for me he's he's done a decent job. Yeah. Um, I, I I would like him to be a bit more vocal. I'd like him to you know to speak to the ref a lot more, you know to question decisions. You know just put a little bit of doubt in the ref's mind. You know have I made the right call there or you know just planting and seeds um but i think that'll come with experience i think obviously he'll you know he'll, he'll grow into that role you know a lot better but but like i say you know you look at beard it's not as if no if we had a phenomenal line out yeah if we had a phenomenal line out and he was the one calling it and you know you can maybe see why he's been picked but we've, we've been the, the only international side for the last 10 years without a flipping line out you know what oh, I mean? it's, it, no, it's perennial, man. Like, even the under twenties have been struggling at line out yeah. again. And like we we named Derry Lake co-captain in the World Cup, and his throw-in is probably as erratic as Elias, to the point where he doesn't feel like necessarily the first name on the team sheet. Like if he's fit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I think when Jack Morgan's back, he is going to be captain, assuming he can yeah get in the yeah I think definitely <laughs> um. You know, you look at physicality, yeah. You know, mm. we we say we're, we're crying out for a physical ball carrier, physical. You know, he's on the bench. Will Will Rowland, you you see him in in the top fourteen. He's monstering people on a weekly basis. He's he's yeah. playing the full eighties every week, and, and and he's he's looking very good. Probably one of our best second rows for a long, long time, and we're not even utilizing it. Yeah, we're not one of those. We're not the country we were, where the French teams come sniffing around for loads of our players anymore. And like exactly, you know, yeah. You know, when when you're a first choice <laughs> at a team like Racing, week in yeah. week out, you know, <laughs> and we're overlooking it. It just yeah. it my mind boggles. Um, bit more. Uh, well, similar levels of consistency in the back row, but we're going for Man Raffle and Wainwright again with cover from Mackenzie Martin, which I didn't bloody see covered. Uh, so I don't know if Gatlin was particularly impressed with him on the weekend or what, but Jesus Christ, uh, out yeah. of nowhere, on an academy contract still. Proper left field, that isn't it? Yeah. Uh, again, I, I expected the back row to be the same. You know, again, Alex Mann fully, fully deserves his his place. Yeah. You know, he's he's absolutely he's one of the ones that you know taken his opportunity with both hands, and when Jack Morgan is fully fit. Yeah. This it's a very tough, tough decision for for Gatland to make. You know, I do question man's close range defense. I mean, like Ben Earl did seem to just run through him. Um, I think at some point on during the England game, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but yes, as you say, his his link play at six and his ability to come into the line is is wild. Yeah. Like, yeah, and and again, it's it'll each going to improve every game. Yeah. You know, people are going to make mistakes. Yeah, people. You know, especially guys who are very early into their international career, their mistakes will be highlighted far more mm. than than your season than your seasoned players. Um, and, and I think that's why you know we'd pick up on something like that. But you know, overall in the first two games, you know, you'd probably say he's up there with probably one of the first names on the team sheet. 
I do worry that it leaves us fairly exposed if we lose Raffle because we won't really have a recognised seven at that point. Yeah. So, like, Martin is an eight. He's an out-and-out eight. So I expect yeah. maybe Mann to come off, the uh, to come off, Wainwright to go to six and Martin to go to eight is, is how I see it happening. But yeah, I, I think that, yeah, if, if Raffle has to go off for some reason or if um, Wainwright had... No, sorry, if uh, Mann had to go off. I, I don't know. It could It could all of a sudden get quite unbalanced, I fear. Yeah, I think um, obviously he's expecting Raffle to play the full eighty. Yeah, you know, in this day and age, you you'd like to see the second seven on the bench, wouldn't you? Um, or, or somebody like Basham who can give it yeah. back, <laughs> give it a bash. Yeah, who could have, who could have a go? Um, yeah, but I, I think I, we've I... struggled in the past with number eight. You know, say mm. Wainwright is there by default at the moment. I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying his performances don't merit it. Yeah, and you know he is doing well. But he is there by default at the moment because there is no competition for that jersey. Yeah, it was. Um, it's, it's been very quiet on Falato as well, like in injury news. I, I do wonder yeah. just just how like is he still far away? What's he going to be like when he comes back? And where is he going to be playing? Because um, yeah, at, at this point, you know, he, we've we've barely seen him this season. I, I wonder if he might end up taking a payday somewhere. Yeah, um, you know, you it's, it's what you expect at the moment, isn't it? You know, yeah. at the end of the day, there's no money in Wills, for, you know, to to give him that payday, yeah. and you know, my, my concerns, not 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 so much the payday, is, you know, is he going to come back from this injury? You know, is yeah. is he's had a few now in the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, it's difficult every single time you you pick up that serious injury. It's difficult to come back. You know, he, he did come back last time. Fair play to him. You know, as he got in him again. Yeah. You know, is he going to be at that level? Right, time will tell, but all right. Um, it's time for head and heart. Uh, both my my head saying absolutely no way. My heart is quite scared, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah, my my head saying not in a million years. My heart is saying hide behind the coach. Yes. <laughs> all right, but it's uh, it's time for guess that Wales twenty three scores. Um. This fortnight has really fucked a few people. Um, some forgetting to submit, uh, and some I think just sort of losing interest in the news cycle a little bit. So important place once again is Reese HJ, uh, scoring fourteen. Reese did forget to submit. We did message me saying that he's going to claw it back in rounds four and five. So uh, everybody <laughs> watch out. Uh, then one up from bottom, we've got Mikey on fifteen. He's uh, he's forgotten to submit. So. Uh, we had to use last week's team. Yeah. Uh, then we got Reese DT on 15 and a half, joined with Ed. Ed also forgot to submit and managed to score the same amount of points he did last week, which is class. Definitely. <laughs> uh, in fourth, we've got Rory on 18. Third, we've got Matt on 18 and a half. Second, Liam is you on 20. And I've, yeah. uh, I've taken the spoils of 21. Uh, where did it go wrong for you? I I got uh, I picked Gareth Davis on the bench and I picked Bash yeah, on the bench. I, that was my two. I think we picked, probably picked the same side, but my where I lost the point was I went for the gamble on Rollins and, and uh, dropped Beard. So that's that's where my I pretty much spot on. Otherwise, I had Gareth Davis on the bench and Bash on the bench as well. I, but, uh, yeah, I lost it with uh, with Rollins because I just went for the. I I if if I'm honest, I thought. In my heart of hearts, I knew we'd go with Beard, 
Yeah, but yeah. I thought like again, you 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 are what five five points ahead at the moment. You, you've got so to make a to take, yeah. You have to, I have to take that little conscious gamble to yeah. to go. With. I, obviously, I got Costello right. I got the rest of them right, but uh, yeah, I have to go for that little gamble. Obviously, didn't pay off. I, I shout out to, point. to Reese DT who picked Kai Evans twice. I know, Mike, you'd have loved that if he was here today. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And he's not even in the squad. I know, I know. But there we go. So that puts the lead oh, aboard. Oh, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> the one week he couldn't make it. All right, so let's do the leaderboard, the overall leaderboard. So yeah, I'm on 59. You're on 53. Uh, Rory on 50 and a half. Then we got 49, 45, 43. 41 and then Reese HJ at the bottom on 37 and a half. I'll uh, I'll post the graph in the thread later. You will get access to the graph, which is uh, probably the best bit about this. Have you got any um, forbidden loves or shout outs this week, Biz? Um, I have got a forbidden love, but I, I just can't bring myself to actually say it. I think we got the so same one. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there, so I'll, I'll leave it to you. I think it's uh, Dan Evans's drop goal in there to win the game for the Ospreys. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment it's, it's, it's that forbidden I can't even say it and uh, a shout out as well to uh, Cardiff Lions um, I went down to watch those guys play before the game at the Arms Park up in Clanishan. Uh beat the Bristol Bisons by I believe it was a point with a last uh, last ditch penalty uh, and then I saw okay. a bunch of them on the North Terrace as well uh, so yeah the <laughs> Bisons are like the closest rivals it's a bit of a grudge match yeah. back and forth um, so yeah good to see them get the spoils there well done guys uh, all right. Well, um, thank you for joining me tonight, Biz. I'll get this cut no pasted on the all. internet a good night. in short order. Uh, thanks to the listener for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Ta-ra. <laughs>